you wonder what happened in sports today, Brandon Petrilli, he got the wave. We talking a lot with bros today, cracking some jokes the podcast way. Goals on goals, where homers on homers, tutties on tutties, got moments on moments. Just tune into BSP, just tune into BSP, just tune into BSP, just tune into Petrilli. No undefeated season. <laughs> you know, I, I I don't know if you can start worse than that. They can't play worse than that the rest of the season, right? You, you can't. So glad we, glad we got it out of the way. Glad we got it out of the way. Welcome back to another episode of the BSP Podcast. I am your host, Brendan Petrilli. Phillies lose in a weird, weird, frustrating game. 11 to 7 to start opening day against the Texas Rangers. In a game where you tell me the Phillies get Jacob DeGrom out in what the fourth inning, he went three and two thirds, six hits, five runs. And you're telling me that the Phillies don't win that game? That's shocking. That's shocking. The bats came to play early and then they just disappeared after a nine run collapse in the fourth with Aaron Ola. It's frustrating. It's annoying. But we're not going to get too worked up yet. Yet. Blow it up. Why is Nola on the team? Blah, blah, blah. This is embarrassing. No, it's fine. Sucks. Really does. Especially because it was fun. Those first three innings, it was great. Aaron Nola had a no-hitter through three. Phillies put up, what, six runs, five runs? With Jacob DeGrom. Bohm's hitting a dinger. Back-to-back triples. Just manufacturing runs left and right. Good at bats. And then it went south quick. And it got ugly. And... Let's go and let's take a look at some of the positives here first, right? Well, first, real quick. The glasses, they're back. They're back. And I, I, it's funny the way it works, right? You go and you get some good things going your way. The Phillies are going their way. And all of a sudden, oof, hits the fan. And then you find something good that comes out of it, right? I go, I, I'm in the car. I've been, I've lost these since January 1st. And I'm on the way back from a watch party in the Fanatic and the Explorer. And I my phone drops underneath the seat. And I kind of reach down to look for it. And all of a sudden, I feel the leather case that my glasses were in. I was like, no way. They've been in here the whole time. I didn't even think to look there, to be honest, because I thought I lost them at the Eagles game. But anyway, where is this going? It, it, what it means is you can take good things from a bad situation. And sometimes things will surprise you. Things that are surprising me right now, Alec Bohm. Uh, maybe it's not that much of a surprise uh, the way he's been hyped up coming into this season. Oh, he's put on 15 to 25 pounds of muscle, driving the ball. Yeah, he, it showed. It really did. That home run, he just straight. Before he would kind of slap at that last year, this one he extended through it, powered that ball over the right field fence, 
and got robbed of another one later in the game, a solo shot. But that's one really good positive. I, I mean, Trey Turner wasn't showing the great at-bats that he was in the World Baseball Classic and the first couple games back in the Phillies in spring training, but he was able to get on base a couple times, triple, had a walk, scored a run, drove in an RBI. Kyle Schwerber was probably the biggest struggle where he just didn't look comfortable all day. He was kind of getting frustrated at the very end there with the umpire. They were they were busting him in a little bit, and the pitchers were getting those calls. He just wasn't able to get his hands in enough, where if he did, he was hitting it on the end of the bat and getting under it too much. So uh, no, no things to worry about there with, with Kyle. But the biggest thing, right, with this lineup – is that you see that they're going to put up runs. You see without a Bryce Harper in this lineup, without a Reese Hoskins who's not going to be in it for the remainder of the season, sucks. But, you know, without two big bats like that, you're able to put up seven runs pretty easily. Now your pitching staff can't give up nine in one inning. So when you go through it, that lineup can be deadly. They're kind of figuring it out here, as we could tell, putting Derek Hall, my boy. I'm going to ride with him. I'm riding with Derek Hall, long ball Hall. A lot of people are, hey, he's not an everyday guy, blah, blah, blah. He can't do this, can't do that. Maybe you're right. I'm willing to give the kid a shot. That's what Reese Hoskins was before he came up and mashed the ball. He mashed the ball a little bit last year for you. Struggled against some lefties, so that he'll have to prove that to be able to be that everyday guy, but he plays defense okay. He had that one little struggle, but that was more on Aaron Nola on that weak ground ball to first. He wasn't there, and they miscommunication. But I'm confident in Derek Hall there. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with him and Boehm being so far down in that lineup, whether Topper wants to keep that lefty-righty, lefty-righty all the way throughout the lineup. Because if you move Boehm up to that four-hole spot, right, then you're going, you know, right, left, Right, 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 left, 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 left to finish out that line. So I honestly, in my opinion, I don't really think it matters too much. I was talking with Jamie Lynch about this where it does in a little bit of the sense in the later innings when it comes to specialty pitchers coming in, then you have to face the three batters now. But most of the times, I mean, maybe you can throw a boom up to there. You drop Castellanos down a spot. You really don't have that left-handed bat to really break it up. You move Schwarber up, Turner to the two-hole. But then you're still stacking guys. So that'll be interesting to see where Topper plays out this lineup here. Obviously, it's kind of feeling it out where you had that big to a big piece. You lose him. Uh, moving forward, when you get Bryce back, that'll change that lefty-righty, lefty-righty easily and be able to plug that in. So right now when it comes to it, I'm happy with that offense. I'm confident in that offense. And it's going to be fun and exciting. They're running the bases well. Guys are reading it. They're little soft liners, balls tailing. They're on their ass. They're getting over there. They're taking that extra base. So it's going to be an exciting brand of baseball for this Phillies team. Now on the flip side of it, what reared his ugly head of last year comes again with Aaron Nola 
and your big arms out of the bullpen not being able to throw strikes. This is one of the things you're like, you know, he's dealing, he's pitching well. The curveball had good tilts on it. Fastball wasn't. When Aaron Nola goes bad, when you saw he was going bad, where he gets hit a lot, is that that ball starts going left to right more, right? And, and it doesn't go up and down. It, it kind of evens out, and it just is like a, a frisbee. And it just comes in, and guys can square it up easy. The bath path, it stays along the bat path. All they got to do is adjust their hands, where if it's up and down breaking, and it's got that sharp stuff on it, they're going to swing over top of it or get underneath of it. And... And that's been his biggest struggle is coming down to it where he's cruising. And then all of a sudden that arm starts to drop or something in his mechanics. And that ball flattens out and he gets tattooed. And, you know, everybody was saying it. Oh, hopefully, let's see if he can get through that fourth, fifth inning. Let's see if this is the new Aaron Nola. He's going, he's trying to get that big deal with the Phillies. And that inning might have cost him $10 million at least there not being able to show that he's gotten over that hump. Now, obviously it's a very long season, but that hurts a lot. I think hoping you just went on this deep playoff run. You kind of, you kind of sort of went up and down throughout it. You showed your stuff early and you tailed off. Let's see if you can hop back on the horse, be that ace opening day starter for the fifth year in a row for this Phillies team and show you are that catalyst, that big dog along with Zach Wheeler and get over that hump. He didn't. He just didn't, and it stinks, and it stinks sitting there and just knowing and sitting on the edge of your seat being like, I don't see, let's see. It just wasn't there. And then to come in, nobody was able to stop the bleeding out of the bullpen. Soto, I think he threw some great pitches, and just a couple weak liners that were just finding their way through. He made an awesome play on that little squibber in front of the home plate there. He dives with his left hand. And honestly, I thought that throw was going to go into the dugout. And it could have been way worse. But the big man, the hefty lefty going and making a play, almost gets it, but unable to get an out at the end of the day. That was the biggest theme across Major League Baseball for the most part here is the pitchers, their arms just aren't there yet. That the command just isn't there, the sharpness. Whereas you had it for a couple innings, guys had a pitch here, hit pitch there, but they're just not, they're not in tune. And the hitters took very much advantage. People are tweeting, are the balls juiced? What's going on? Normally this isn't a, a thing until, you know, the hitting season, as Charlie liked to say, right? When it started to heat up in, in the June and July months. So we're going to have to wait and see with Aaron. Hopefully we can get a bounce back start for him. Probably his next time around will be either against the Yankees. We'll have to see with this starting rotation now with uh, Ranger being out for maybe an extended period of time. Uh, Stratum is going to be your fifth guy, long you know, spot guy right now, I believe. So we'll see if they maybe drop him and go to a four-man rotation. Ricky Bo was kind of talking about that. Yesterday on 97.5 The Fanatic. So we'll see where they kind of go with that. If he's able to get back in front of the home crowd, home opener, get going, get that confidence, get those Ks up, get that ball moving up and down and hitting his spots. So it stinks. It was fun for a bit, right? You remember when it was fun? And then, man. We're not going to overreact. We're not going to freak out. One game of 162. 
Got 161 games left. They're going to be fine. They're going to be a great baseball team. Pitchers are just going to have to tweak it out. They can't be any worse than what happened in that fourth inning. Right? Right? But anyway, thank you guys so much for watching this episode of the BSB Podcast. I'm going to be putting out a lot more content as we move forward here. Sixers are wrapped, ramping it up here towards the playoffs. Uh, check out, I'm going to be putting out a vlog probably on Monday. I went to the Sixers game against the Mavs. Great game. Did knockout for 97.5. The Fanatic got some awesome backstage uh, on the court, up close and personal with the contestants, trying to play some knockout, see who the winner is. So hit that subscribe button, click the, uh, click the bell, put the notification bell on. Having a lot of fun with it here. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. Dinger Delphi is in full effect still. Don't forget about that. Have a good one.